Hey mama, are you struggling to find time for everything that matters to you? Maybe you're working or running a business or volunteering or trying to follow another passion while still loving your family and you're struggling with it or you're not going after something that you really want for yourself because you don't think you have time. I get it. I was there and I found a path out that I've shared with clients over the years. So I've created a free video for you to watch to give you that first step to kickstart you into finding time for what matters most to you and to be able to do it without the guilt and the stress. So just pop on over to sandyfowler.com backslash find dash time and you can grab that free video and that will get you moving in the direction that you want to go. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, a podcast with real, raw, and relevant talk about raising teens and parenting young adults. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, a community where we help you raise teens and parent 20-somethings so they can become happy, successful, and emotionally healthy adults. I'm Sandy Fowler, a stress relief coach, emotional wellness speaker, and host of the Mighty Parenting podcast. Just want to remind you to pop over to mightyparenting.com if you haven't done it yet and grab your free guide on communicating with your teen. I also want to thank you for supporting the podcast, whether you are listening regularly sharing the podcast with friends, chiming in on the Facebook group, any of those things really help Mighty Parenting stay here and support more parents. So thank you for being here, for being part of the Mighty Parenting community. Today, we are talking about health and wellness. After all, when you ask a parent what they want for their child, one of the most frequent replies is, I want them to be healthy and happy. And we talk a lot about the being happy and touch on some of the health pieces, but we're going to dive into that a little deeper today because you know, we want to know how do we ensure our kids stay healthy and what can we do when there are problems? What kind of things can we avoid, be avoiding or helping them with? And today's guest is going to help us take a look at what parents can do to keep their kids, quote unquote, healthy and happy. Her name is Sandy Martin. She lives in my town. So this is fun for me. She is a wife and mom, but she's also a chiropractor and super knowledgeable about health and wellness. And she's going to give us some inside scoop. Sandy, welcome to Mighty Parenting. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for having me. I... And really, um, when I heard you speak at the networking group meeting that we were at, I loved a lot of the different things that you shared. But one thing I was kind of curious about is what you've seen happening in kids' health in just the last couple years versus, you know, five or 10 years ago. Are there different things going on? There definitely are. And I mean, I've been a chiropractor for seven years. I graduated in March, 2013. And when I started my office and educating patients, I used to say that this condition used to happen in people around the age of 26 or older. And now it's happening by the age of 19. So, and what that is, that's the cervical curve. There's a condition that they've labeled as tech neck or text neck. And you see our spine is supposed to have three curves because we are battling gravity's negative effects. And so these curves in our spine, when you look at it from the side view, 
should have a neck curve, should have an upper back curve, should have a lower back curve. And those curves are acting as shock absorbing springs against gravity. And anytime we take our body and our posture outside of those curves and continue to use it in a bad position, it starts to break down the spine. And so by the time someone is on average 19 years old, they've lost the curve in their neck. And it's mostly caused from the amount of technology that is out there today. So that is the biggest thing that is changing in our lives and now in our health. Okay, so I heard what you said, but why do I care if there's less curve in my neck? Ooh, that's a great question because get this, most research has found that the closer you have to a 40 to 60 degree curve in your neck, the longer you're expected to live. That's my theory. I know, right? Isn't this crazy? So God designed us. And if you think about even the most weight bearing structures, like bridges or dams, or um, like you name it, those things that hold things back and hold, you know, cars can go over them. They have to bear a lot of weight. And so engineers have found that the strongest curves are between 40 and 65 degrees. And God designed us with the exact same curve in our neck. So, and it comes down to like telomeres and length of life too, but the research is showing that when you are out of posture and have really poor posture and loss of curves and extenuated curves in your upper back, it actually starts breaking down um, the spine more and then starts affecting your organ systems. Okay. Well, this whole thing is kind of messing with my head. And I know back years ago when I discovered chiropractic and and started going I remember them commenting on on that in in my spine that you know my neck didn't have as much curvature and this tell me if I'm wrong but you know tech neck as I'm understanding it it comes from as you said not having good posture we're looking down all the time and I'm a reader I've always been a reader as a kid I was voracious so I was doing that then mm-hmm. and through my life, looking down, looking down, looking down all the time. And of course it's exacerbated now, but is that, is it the case that other things contribute to this as well as just technology? Most definitely. So like what you brought up, like looking down books, desk work, we're seeing a lot of secretaries have this issue. Um, anyone that's in a desk job, honestly, that is spending hours at a computer, or if you go on vacation and you're on the airplane and you're looking down at a tablet or Kindle, um, anytime we're taking our head and our ears off our shoulders, it weakens it. Okay. So you went, oh, this can impact lifespan. Yes. Are there other things, you know, so we're parents of teens and 20 somethings, right? And, you know, we're living with these kids, we're watching these kids. Are there other things that could be happening that, uh, you know, other effects that we might see physiologically, emotionally, are there other things that happen in our bodies along the way? So I love the direction you're taking this. And there's five different ways I could probably go with an answer like that. So yes, is the overall general answer. So I want to break it down more about kind of what chiropractic is and how it comes to play in order to answer this question, because chiropractic 
so many times people are waiting for pain. So yes, you can have forward head carriage that takes the curve out of your neck that, you know, five, 10 years down the line, you have issues that you have pain for three, four days. You have numbness or tingling down your hands or arms. You can't turn your head all the way. There's are those things. Those are the flags that people start to come and seek chiropractic for. However, if we break this down even more, the chiropractic is really more about the nervous system. And if you think about it, what one system in your body controls everything and it's the nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. Right from conception, the gray matter started forming and instantaneously developed. And from that primary nervous system, we're called the notochord, all other organ systems are then developed. In fact, the nervous system is so important. It's the only system in the body completely encased in bone. And for one important thing to protect its vitality and how important it is. And so when we have a system that is this important, we got to take care of it. And what that means is looking to the spine because if the vertebrae are protecting the nervous system and if a vertebrae gets out of position just slightly, we're talking two to four degree rotations here, it's going to change the shape of the hole in between the vertebrae that the nerves come out from. So when this happens, we have the connection from the brain traveling down the nerve, out the holes from the vertebrae of the spine, going to every part of our body. And when we have little misalignments like forward head carriage or pressure on those nerves, it starts to add up over time that can lead to all sorts of sickness, illness, and disease. I mean, we might be, so many times we're in a, convenient situation, right? That's what we want in America. We want now, 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 I don't have to do anything. I'm healthy until I have something wrong. And I feel like if we're using chiropractic care, like we're waiting until there's an absolute problem. A lot of times, I would say the majority of cases in our office, the damage has already been done. Chiropractically speaking, we can't reverse a lot of the damage that comes through our doors. This is why we must educate because are the teens or where they have to start making the decision to stand up and make proper posture an important thing in order to serve them decades down the road. You know, it's a lot on like a return of investment. We have to be thinking about how we are investing our time and energy today in order to have the healthy outcomes that we want later in life. And so even me as a parent of, um, I have a two and three year old, I would say the biggest thing I would say of parents at all, if you have a kid, I mean, you can't avoid them doing homework or looking down and they're on video games and they have phones and texting. The biggest tip I could give listeners right now is anytime you are able to get your kid on their belly to do their homework, to do video games or to be on their phone or iPads, um, that is going to increase the curve in their neck. And so anytime my kids are on electronics, I say, lay on your belly or I'm taking it away. Okay. That is fascinating. And I love that. Cause again, like I said, for me, you know, as I started finding out more about this, I too, yes, you know, I work on my computer a lot, but I'm also looking at, okay, yes, I have my laptop and I have my tablet but can I set up a, a desk station with a monitor so that the monitor will be up higher and I can still type on my laptop and just dock it and then take it when I need it type of a thing. Or when I'm reading um, more so a Kindle than my, than my books. Cause I did notice that, that when I read physical books, I 
don't look down as far. There's something about a device that we seem to hold down farther. But now I'll sit down on the couch and I'll, you know, sit with my feet up on the couch and put my hands up on my knees so that I'm looking up at it. Or if I'm going to watch a show, I'll go, well, you know what? I'm going to use the television. I'm, I'm watching The Great Courses Plus, some um, episodes on that. And if I put it up on the TV, then I'm not looking down. And those are the same things that we can can encourage our yep. kids to do. But I love that tip of just get on your belly because that's an easy one, at least for the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. And even if we're in a position where we can't put our feet up on the couch or anything, even when we're texting on our phones, we should be bringing that up to eye level. I have so when I'm doing this in a store, people like stop in front of me because they think I'm taking a picture of something because that's the only reason people see their phones being held up. So I'm like, no, no, you can go. I'm just doing my phone in proper position. And so I get to educate strangers on this too. But can you imagine how buff your arms would be if you actually did this <laughs> on a regular and consistent basis? Well, and even if I don't get it all the way up to eye level, I mean, every degree is actually a significant improvement because oh, this I get, I get the physics of, you know, back in the day, my background is math and science, right? So I get the physics of what happens every degree that we tilt our head down and the weight increase on our neck is exponential mm-hmm. essentially, right? It is. Yeah. For every inch, your ears are forward off your shoulders it increases 10 pounds of tension onto your neck muscles. Which is the other thing. So I, as I said, I'm a stress relief coach and I know I have a client who's talking about, oh, I carry all my stress in my shoulders. And as we talked it through, it's like, nope, you're not carrying stress in your shoulders. You're carrying your life and your activities in your shoulders. You're making your shoulders do everything. I love that, bringing it into the life too. I'm going to start using that. (laughs) So- One thing that piqued my interest, you talked about the nervous system Mm -hmm. and we talked about, you know, some physical, that physiologically our kids can experience issues. Does it also follow that they can experience more mood problems or, um, you know, emotional regulation issues, behavioral issues? So clinically speaking- Does any of that follow- Oh yes. Clinically speaking, I can say, yes, I see this. All the chiropractors I talk to see this on a regular basis. In fact, this is even part of my life story of why I became a chiropractor. Um, My mom was seeing a chiropractor young because she had an issue. And then she decided to start taking me and my brother to a chiropractor. I was just four years old when I started. And we went every other week for like, until I became like 19 and then decided to do my own stuff. Well, I actually worked for the chiropractor when I was 19. Um, but we went every other week because my mom saw a difference in our attitudes. And I had that happening in my practice now too, is where moms are like, Oh, my kids were fighting. It was time to get adjusted. So we just brought them in and it it found like, I always recommend that specifically just for maintenance or preventative care and to be at your best, that kids should be on at least once a month, uh, schedule for chiropractic care. And my parents upped that a little bit and we were going every other week and she could tell the weeks we weren't adjusted were the ones we were more cranky. Now me personally in our office, we've also seen things with um, behavior disorders. We have a few moms that come in with kids that have ADHD or um, just hyperactivity as well. And the research on that is very little 
because um, it has to be done by case study. And if you can just think about doing scientific research in chiropractic, well, you can't really fake an adjustment. And so there's very little huge or large groups of chiropractic research. It has to be done by case study. And there have been a lot of people that have gotten good benefits and seen results um, and having more attention and more focus, having more energy driven focus and um, having more attention. And especially with the ADHD, there's a few, I had one kid in my office, he was four at the time. And he was also born with uh, cerebral palsy and was on the autistic spectrum. And they started to come into chiropractic care and within four visits, um, he asked to go to the bathroom and he wasn't potty trained. He actually finished a whole sandwich. I mean, his mom was coming and just crying with these things that I didn't even know that chiropractic could do. And so you don't know until you give it a try. It's funny that you say you don't know until you try it and just start thinking about things. It's, oh my gosh, it's been probably 14 or 15 years ago now. Um, I was seeing a chiropractor for regular adjustments and I was having some chest pains and I didn't talk to my chiropractor about because who talks to the chiropractor when you have chest pains? I called my primary care doctor and I right. went in and saw him and we started doing testing and I don't even know how much insurance paid. I paid like a thousand dollars out of pocket and we got to the end of stress tests and everything else. And he sits down and he's got this kind of sheepish look on his face. It's like, it's good news, but he looks at me and he goes, you need to go back and see Dr. Thomas, you have a rib out of alignment is what I think your <laughs> yeah. problem is. And I just looked at him, I'm like- Isn't that amazing how much pain a rib can cause? Well, and and it's funny because, like I said, I, I never ever would have thought of that. And now I know, and then I got, you know, I got more in tune with that issue. And so now I can tell when that's happening because I'll lay on my left side, I'll roll onto my left side in bed. And there's just this- weird feeling that I get on that side of my body, which is the precursor to having an actual issue. And so I can go in ahead of time and go, hey, I, I don't know, I guess my ribs are just loosey-goosey. They like to move around more than the average person. But, you know, it was, it was, it was such a relief to know. And then I went to my chiropractor and he yelled at me. He's like, oh. I told you to always call me first if it's not an actual emergency. I'm like, oh, who calls for that? So then I freaked him out because I was dizzy. And so I went to see him first and it was just, he was very relaxed and laid back. And all of a sudden he's, you know, like almost uptight. So, you know, this whole professional concerned demeanor comes over him and it's a thousand questions. And he's like, okay. And he went through all this pre stuff and then he's like, all right, well, we can do an adjustment. And then we did the adjustment and I have these very detailed of instructions. If this happens, go to the emergency room. If this happens, call your other doctor. If this happens, come back to me. But it wasn't, it was just an, it was just an adjustment. I, I was dizzy. I was lightheaded. Something was pushing on something. Right. Yeah. So, and you're bringing up a few different things. Number one, what I heard in that is that we need to listen to our bodies when it's whispering before yes. it starts yelling at us. And oh, then I love that, you know, he, Dr. Thomas, or he was asking 101 questions because we have to differential diagnose and make sure we're doing the right thing. Because with everything, there are some risks um, with what we're doing. Same with medicine. And so I actually looked this up for us today. 
about is chiropractic safe? So before I get into that, I also wanted to address this other question because there might be a few listeners. Well, I tried a chiropractor and it didn't work for me or my kid doesn't have any pain. Why would I go? Um, and if you tried chiropractic because you had an issue and it didn't work for you, try a different chiropractor because chiropractic works. It's like gravity. You don't have to believe in it for it to know that it does work, but I can't be the right doctor for hundred percent of the people. Okay. So you can go to 50 different chiropractors and get 50 different types of techniques or education, or even like there's at least 40 different ways to adjust. And so you'll find really? different chiro- Yeah. And all these different techniques. And then it becomes your own when you get out of school too. And you just do what works best for you and your patients and what you find clinically. So it changes from office to office. So on, is it safe? So we got to know the risk and the serious side effects. Um, if there's any death associated with common treatments for any musculoskeletal pain, right? Cause that's the most common reason why people seek out chiropractic care. And if someone were to start with like say low back pain and go to their medical doctor, well, they're 41% more likely to end up with back surgery. Now, of course, we're not talking teens typically here. Usually it's someone later in their midlifes. Um, they're 41% more likely to end up in back surgery. And if we're talking about the risk of back surgery, that's 1,800 per million that end up with a serious side effect or death. So even if you make it just neck surgery, that's 500 per million end up with a serious side effect or death. Use of just Tylenol. So how many times do we feel a pain here? Just take this, it'll go away. Um, 153 per million will end up in a serious side effect or death. People that go to an MD and then get prescription opioids, that's 53.6 per million will end up with a serious side effect or death associated. But those who go to a chiropractor, less than one per million will end up with a serious side effect. So if we're talking about doing the right thing based on what is the most conservative and has the least side effects, chiropractic should always be the first thought. Um, Your alternative medicines, you know, massage, acupuncture, those really shouldn't be the alternative. They should be the mainstream. And then if they don't work, then you take the next step to do the most, the thing that has the next highest risk. Well, it's interesting that you bring up back surgery. Back on, um, let's see, it was episode 77. Dr. David Hanscom joined us. He is a noted spinal surgeon. Now, he wasn't on here talking to us about back surgery or chiropractic or whatever. He was actually talking to us about the the quote-unquote treatment he puts all of his patients through now before he will consider doing a surgery on them. Mm. And the treatment is expressive writing and is it's expressing our emotions and going through this process because of exactly what you said. Back surgeries are so dicey and so what he told me, and this is what, you know, this is what me, what the spinal surgeon told me, not what I say. And he's, he was just talking about, um, you know, all the complications and all the problems and how many people come out of spinal surgery, but still have pain. And it's still appropriate for certain people and for certain things, but he had found this say pre-treatment program that he started using an incredible number of his patients did not need surgery. And when they did, their outcomes were much better. So I just, I found it interesting that you brought up 
you know, the, the surgery scenario and the spinal surgeon said the same thing. He's doing everything he can now to keep his patients out of the surgery. I think that is absolutely amazing in the way every medical doctor or surgeon needs to work. And there's whole states that have even made laws that you cannot get a prescription opioid until you go see a chiropractor. You cannot have back surgery. Your insurance won't cover it until you go see a chiropractor. And I love the idea that he has or what he's found about creative writing. Um, because so many times when we were talking about behavioral issues as well, the things that we are physically feeling can happen from the brain. So this is called psychosomatic, um, that what we are really thinking, our thoughts are actual things. And when they even measure brain waves today, they don't even need to hook up electrodes to your head. They can actually measure it with magnets outside of your head. And so if this is a real tangible thing now is our brain waves. And it changes our posture, it changes the, our outlook on life, and it's ultimately gonna change our health. And so if we get more positive and more direct in what we want, we can ultimately change our brain to change our body. Yes, and, and again, I, I guess anyone who's listening to this episode, if this is at all of interest to you, go back and grab episode 77, because that's what he talked about in there too, was this pain loop that we get into where the pain we're feeling is real, but the pain is coming from the brain, not from spot on the body. Even when surgery could appear to be indicated, that's why sometimes his patients don't need it is because doing these processes that he's outlined change the message, change the um, mapping of our brain. And so it learns to go around that pain cycle again. So going back to kind of, that's what, kind of what we were talking about, right? Is our nervous system starts in our brain and then runs down through our body. So what I'm hearing from you is that by allowing all of that to work as it's intended to, to not have um, bone structure, because you, you said our entire nervous system is encased in bone. So that's why there's that connection of if our bones are out of alignment, that it can impact so many other areas of our health and, and our behavioral health. Is that right. right? Is because then the bones are impinging on the nervous system? That's exactly right. Okay. So we talked about tech neck and desk work. Are there other lifestyle issues that tend to be, uh, have a great impact on our health? You know, what I'm noticing in our area, Sandy, is that there are a lot of kids and a lot of money and investment being spent on their sports future. And so we have a ton of athletes, which is a good thing because we want to have our kids being raised with teams and getting more um, coordinated. It helps our focus in school as well when we're actually out doing more activities and we want them to be healthy and engaged and all the time. So what we're finding though is sports and like my nephew in particular, he's 11 and he plays hockey and I went and saw one of his games and this is like, it's rough. It's no joke. I'm very surprised how much contact there is for an 11 year old sport. Or if you're thinking about your kids playing football, even cheerleading, I have a lot of cheerleaders in my practice. Um, the flyers, the bases that um, get thrown up or caught wrong or twisted ankles. This can happen even if your kid's not athletic and you're just walking or playing on a playground. There are more injuries that happen just because we need to stay active. And injuries are kind of a part of life. 
And so some of the things that we want to make sure that we're doing is preventing injuries actually. And again, this isn't, it can't be done in a scientific study because you don't know if the injury would have happened to begin with. But the whole idea, if you're going back to your body's alignment, which means your brain and body communicate better, you will logically have more coordination and therefore tend to be less accident prone. And even further than that too, when your brain and body are connected, your nervous system works directly with your immune system and your ability to heal. So if you do have an injury, your body is going to be able theoretically heal better because the communication's better. Interesting. And one that we don't necessarily think about actually is musical instruments. My daughter is a violinist and she would, she knows when she would need to go get an alignment. Now, whether you know, it's being in that position of having your head cranked over certainly isn't going to help things or whether trying to crank her head in that position pointed out the fact that something was out of alignment, that, um, that was definitely a factor for her as well. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, band tries to teach really good posture. I played the flute, so I was able to keep good posture. Um, clarinet, saxophones, those are all pretty centered. But if you have someone who's in percussion, having to carry drums on them, or like you said, violin, there's some really awkward instruments or cellos or that we are just, in order to play at our best, you cannot be in a balanced position. And how many of you could say the same thing that throughout your day or at a computer or wherever you're at, it is hard to be in a balanced position. And therefore, part of life is being unbalanced here and there. And thank goodness that our bodies are designed with the ability to adapt. But when we have a spinal misalignment, that's the body's either, one idea is a failure to adapt. Therefore, something needs to be a little corrected. And that's where chiropractic comes and plays a role. And the fact that your daughter knows she can feel it, I always tell my patients that you know your body better than I do. I might know what all the parts are called and where they connect, but when it comes to feeling, they know that way better than me. So we are here to listen, to engage, and uplift our patients the best way that we can. So you said, you know, balance, being out of balance, and all these things that we do that throw us out of balance. Are there just some simple things that we can make part of our life that help to counteract tech, you know, our tech, our sitting at a desk, our playing an instrument or whatever? Well, some of the ways we've already mentioned, like lifting up your monitor, um, laying on your belly, but in order to really answer how do we prevent this or how do we make our, our lifestyle more balanced, we have to figure out what's actually causing um, the misaligned vertebrae and the problems in our body as well. And the, what we call them are the three T's, traumas, thoughts, and toxins. And traumas are the obvious one that everyone thinks about when they have back pain, neck pain. Um, our posture can be a trauma, a car accident, slips, falls, uh, sports injuries, even learning to walk. The average four-year-old has fallen 4,000 times. And that can be very jarring to the spine and change our nervous system as well. So that's the easy one though, is understanding trauma. The ones that people don't always think about are our thoughts. And just like you're talking about with the spinal surgeon, um, changing thoughts change the way someone's outcome was. 
So whether we're mad, angry, stressed, depressed, anxious, guilty, shamed, we have to learn to deal with that. We have to have a coping mechanism. So when we feel that, and like your patient that said, I carry all my stress and tension in my neck, that's what they think. When we think bad things, our posture follows with those bad things. Um, or even shame as teenagers especially start to grow, the female, as her breasts develop, some of them might try to hide them. And so they round their shoulders forward to not be as noticeable, especially if they're the first ones like I was to develop um, breasts in like fourth grade and in class at 10 years old. We have to teach what is natural and what is normal. So that is one way that our thoughts affect our posture and affect our health. Then the last one is toxins. So what we put into our body, whether it is alcohol, tobacco products, processed foods, caffeine, sugar, drugs, whether prescription, um, over-the-counter or recreational, even air pollution. Like if our body is not able to eliminate those toxins out of our body, they get stored in our muscle system and our fat tissues. And when that happens, they can spasm up and those bones and muscles are attached to our vertebrae, which can then pull them out of balance as well. So understanding that we have traumas, thoughts, and toxins on a daily basis, we have to learn in order to more live more balanced and rounded how to reduce traumas, thoughts, and toxins. And for each person, it's going to look differently. Okay, that was fascinating. And so I was expecting do some stretching, do some yoga, walk, <laughs> and, and I got this great info. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of walking 30 minutes a day for five days a week at least. And I'm a huge fan of yoga. Um, but like, those are the things that I feel everyone kind of already picks up on. Oh, I agree. I, this was fantastic. I mean, I loved it. I did not know most of that. So I appreciate so much you taking time to share with us today. So for a listener who is going, wow, this is really interesting, or I need to make an appointment. I mean, obviously our listeners are all over the country. They're not going to necessarily be able to call you. What do you recommend people do to either learn more or pick a chiropractor? I'm so glad you asked this question. I wasn't planning on bringing them up. There are different types of chiropractors, like I mentioned, and there's an association inside the chiropractic world called the ICPA, International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. And so parents can actually go on icpa.com or it might be icpa.org. Um, and there's a link at the top that says find a doctor. And these people are ones that have gone above and beyond uh, just our normal chiropractic school. They've worked with the ICPA in other classes. I myself have done the 200 hours plus of classes to be certified to work with pregnant women and children. And that is where I recommend that these are the majority of chiropractors I trust are on this site. Okay. So while you were talking about that, I looked it up really quick and it's ICPA4kids.com. And that's the number four. Um, we'll have that in the show notes as well. And Sandy, anyone who lives in Southwest Michigan who wanted to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, I work at All Star Family Chiropractic in St. Joseph, Michigan. And I would say just Google us for the best way if you want to call us or email us. If you're listening and want to write this down right now, our phone number is 269-363-1797. Um, we're also very active on our Facebook page as well. So my one ask would be go and like us there. 
Okay, great. Thank you so much, Sandy, for joining us and sharing so much fresh information. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. And thank you for asking me to do this with you. Mighty parents, thank you for being here. If you liked the podcast, then please rate, review, and share it. Also remember to visit mightyparenting.com and grab that free email series on how to talk to your teen. Thanks so much for joining us today and for being part of the Mighty Parenting community. Remember, you are a mighty parent. You got this. And I will see you next week.